everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Um, I really need to get an intro or something done so that it can start with music and then it's more of a seamless segue into talking. And it's not just me, everybody, but we'll get there. Um, today, we are joined with the one and only head coach of the Fitness Genie, Lindsay. Lindsay. Hi. <laughs> I was going to jump in and do the Backstreet Boys uh, song, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would fit there. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. We'll, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> see, um, see if they'll, they'll give us the copyright. Exactly. We have to. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just own it. So today we are going to be running through who is Lindsay? Who does she help? And all that fun stuff and the introduction into uh, just everything Lindsay. So I'm going to ask you some questions and I'm just going to let you take over. So I suppose a big one that'll get us started for everything, uh, to lead us into a whole bunch of stuff is who do you help? Who do I help? Who don't I help? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. So who do I help? So one, I, really help anybody who I can, but ideally where my heart really lies is with people who are where I was a little over three years ago. So, and I can get into my story a little bit later, but essentially what that looks like is you're an adult. You've never really had a chance to get consistent with fitness. Maybe you've always struggled with nutrition. You've always struggled with your weight and you're just overwhelmed with all the options. You don't know who to trust. um, And you really want to work smarter, not harder and use science and evidence-based principles to help you with your journey. Um, And you um, maybe struggle a little bit with getting started and you're anxious and you're hesitant, you know, and the whole fitness culture kind of seems overwhelming and you feel like maybe there's not space for you. Um, because I feel like historically there hasn't, you know, the fitness community hasn't been as inclusive. Um, you know, I feel like we've definitely made leaps and bounds in the last decade. Um, but traditionally the fitness industry has left a lot of people out. Um, and so I want to help people by bringing people back in and letting them know that there is a place for you, you know, both in the gym and in the nutrition space. Love that. Love that. And of course, anybody listening, you're like, well, fuck, of course, that's who you help. Because <laughs> obviously, we wouldn't be having this podcast if you weren't an absolutely amazing fit for the fitness genie and your principles and absolutely everything like that. So this is just exploring everything as to who you are for all your potential future and current clients. So yeah, totally. This is amazing. I love this. It's all it's all just like, yes. Yes. I love this. <laughs> I know. I say, I say to people, uh, cause first of all, it was just the, the conversation with my husband. Cause I am married. I have three kids. Um, and, uh, when I first told my husband, I was like, how am I going to tell my husband? I even rehearsed it in my head. I was going to be like, okay, Hey honey. So, uh, I'm gonna, I met this, uh, weird Australian guy on TikTok, and I think I'm going to work with him. You know, like I kind of rehearsed <laughs> it. Like, he's kind of like, an Australian male version of me, if that sounds terrifying, because it is. Um, that was, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty much how the conversation goes. And when I tell people here in the US about it and try to get people to follow the fitness genie as well, or tell my followers, I'm like, listen, he's just the hairier Australian version of me. Like just, he's cool. He's cool. <laughs> he's the hairier version of me. 
that, that's mean, what I should put on my marketing slogans. <laughs> exactly. I'm not saying you're like, ex, ex, you know, more hairy than most, you know, cis men, but I'm just, I mean, definitely hairier than me. So sort of, no, I sort of am though. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fair. <laughs> and also I, I was telling, I think I was telling a client, one of my U S clients, um, here, cause I am based in the U S and I do train people in person in the U S as well. Um, cause they were sort of asking questions about how we met and things like that. And I was like, yeah, you know, for a while I thought he was going to like block me or think I was like a stalker. Cause I was just commenting on his videos a lot. Like, why are we the same person? And I actually kind of had to stop. Cause I was like, no, he's going to block me or something. This is <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. It was the, <clears throat> one of the first things where it, this is really weird. I did that TikTok video on like, oh, what was it? The audio file was just like, that's fucked. Is it fucked? Yeah. Yeah. Is it fucked? And then you were like, please make this a sound. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know how to do that. But then I was like, oh, that's how I do it. And then like, I think it was like 15, 20 minutes later or something. I just checked the sound and there was another video up there. And I was like, oh my God, it's happened. (sighs) Someone else has used my sound. You've made it. You've yeah. made it. And I was like, my God, now I am officially a TikTok coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in the world now. <laughs> how it starts. And here's, yeah. and so your villain origin story begins. Yeah. Exactly. We've got it all written down. Backstory's coming out. It's going to be good. It's going to be a comic <laughs> book. <laughs> Wait, Marvel or DC? That's very important. It's going to be Marvel. Oh, okay. Because I actually want to have useful powers. <laughs> oh, DC, are they, are those not useful powers? They're just... They're just, eh. they're just okay. eh. <laughs> well, well, yeah, we'll let people. It's like, oh, here comes fresh sandwich man. He's always got fresh sandwiches ready for us. It's like, hey guys. It's like, yeah, he's kind of useful, but <laughs> you know, I don't want him fighting for me. <laughs> nice. Well, we'll let people leave hate comments uh, about exactly. how they feel about Marvel versus DC. There you go. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> we'll jump back in. I knew this podcast was going to go just. Oh, my apologies. Way. I'll be quiet. No, it's hundred <laughs> percent me as well. So we've got the who you help. And I suppose we'll jump into the why instead of like the how of everything. Cause I feel like that's going to be a good flow of why do you want to help those specific people that are frustrated, overwhelmed, and just that sort of, well, what you said before. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, and honestly, it really is just because I know I know exactly how that feels. You know, I've been in those shoes. You know, I, I you know, sometimes I, I just oh, it hurts me to think about how much money and time I wasted, you know, uh, you know, in my life on fad diets that didn't work on books, on shakes, on pills, on, I mean, you name it on gym memberships. And I didn't end up going, um, you know, and just spinning my wheels for so long. And especially for, um, you know, I'm open to training men. I train men in person quite a bit. Um, but, but again, I just have that soft spot for, for women like myself, you know, a lot of women, especially that are high achieving and they're busy, um, even working moms as well. You know, I have three kids. It's, we don't have time. We don't have time to waste time. So we need to be effective with our time and efficient. Um, and a lot of what is out there, um, can waste your time, waste your money, you know? And so I want to help people. Um, because like I said, I want them to make the best use of their time so that they can just, you know, create 
you know, nutrition habits that make them feel better habits in the gym or working out at home that makes them feel strong and confident. And they can just incorporate that into their lifestyle and then get back to the other things that make them happy, you know, because, you know, you don't necessarily have to make fitness and nutrition your life. You don't have to make it a personality trait, you know, to feel your best and feel your strongest. Um, and so, and I feel like, you know, other coaches or other influencers, do we say influencers here? I feel like it's a bad word. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Whatever. So basically a lot of the other leaders, I guess, are the people that other people pay attention to in the fitness and nutrition industry make it like, this has to become your life. This has to consume you and you have to want it hard enough. And to some degree, I guess, but you know, a lot of people, you know, we have families to take care of, or we have other things that we like to do with our time, you know? And so I feel like some people are afraid to get started because they're like, well, I don't know if I want this to become my life. You know, I like spending time with my kids or I like watching my shows on Netflix or in your case, playing D and D, you know? So yeah, basically there's just a way there's a happy medium there. Right. And I feel like that's not what's talked about. It's either like you go hard or go home, no excuses. You're an athlete. Oh, lots of yelling or, oh, I sit on the couch all day, every day and, you know, don't know what to do. And, you know, I almost make it my personality that I don't work out and I just eat junk food all day. It's like these two extremes, you know, and I'm like, let's there's this middle right here. Let's, let's find this happy. And if you want to get into the intense stuff and the yelling and the athletic stuff, great, great. Have fun with that. But for most people, this is where they want to be. And that's where I want to help them get. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how many people initially come to me. And thank God for like TikTok and social media and everything like that, because now when they're reaching out to me, they're like, I know that you're not the type of coach that I've had in the past. And that's why I want to sign up because it's very Mm. empathetic and very like, I understand what you're going through. And this is what we're, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to meet you where you're at. And I love that because what you said there was people don't want health and fitness to feel like a a fucking second job and to be like, right, well, I have to spend four hours a day tracking all my stuff and getting all the workouts in. I'm going to do fasted cardio and then I'm going to have my weight sessions at night. So I need to perfectly like dose up on the pre-workout at this time. And then that means that. So then, and then it's full calendar schedule of like eat meal prep, caffeine, kids to school, workout, go to work and then come home and do that. And it's just so regimented. There's no flexibility in there, which for me with the high functioning anxiety, fucking love it. But in terms of actually finding a balance, (laughs) in terms of finding a balance, now I'm actually, now I've got a day off. It's crazy. I actually have technically a day and a half in the week where I can actually do nothing. And I make sure that I don't plan stuff so I can just chill the fuck out. And I do it. Of course, I feel crazy when I do it because I'm like, what do I do now? But yeah, I was about to say, like, how, how is that going for you? Cause if you have any tips on how to relax <laughs> your day off, that's. Yep. It gets to the point where now I've just got detachment triggers where like, as soon as the um, laptop shuts, I give myself grace to be like, that's it. Of course, there's going to be intrusive thoughts that come in and be like, you should be working. You should be doing this. But then exactly the same as what I tell, you know, mindset clients where I'm like, that's fine. They're called intrusive thoughts for a reason. They're going to intrude, but then you can just politely ask them to leave and you can put your own thoughts in there. It's your house. It's your temple. It's your domain. You can ask whatever the fuck you want of those thoughts and just get them out. So they come in and they do their thing and they, you know, fall in a China shop every now and then. And then I just sort of sit down in the mess and I'm just like, good. 
this will this will magically fix itself and it'll be fine. Good. Yeah. <laughs> now I have more stuff to do when I work, so now I can feel even more productive. <laughs> what's, what's that? Um. Oh my gosh! All the Star Wars fans are going to be really mad at me. Oh, who was like Darth Vader's boss? What's that guy's name? Where he's like, yes, let Emperor the hate Palpatine. flow through you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I, do, I know enough about Star Wars to be dangerous, but not enough to avoid triggering the the Star Wars fans. So yeah, I feel like it's going to happen anyway. But you know, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. So, um, <laughs> yeah. No, rest days are hard. Like I feel like a lot of my clients struggle with rest days, and I'm just like, they're like, what do you do? And I'm like. Uh, you, you, you just try real hard to rest. <laughs> yep. It's yeah, no, you're right. It's hard. Um, I've actually heard other people say, take that inner critic and give it a, a, a name like Karen. I apologize to anyone who is actually named Karen. I'm sure you're a lovely person, but just for the <laughs> sake of this, you name it, Karen. And then when your intrusive thoughts are like rest, you should be doing something. You say, fuck off, Karen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Turn it into yeah. an entity. Yeah, exactly. Get that. There's heaps of tips and things that you can do for how to get into a rest day. But I suppose this is also going to help out with the, if that's the type of client that we're helping, that we want to get to a specific place and that we want to be like, okay, cool. This is where you are. How do we get you from A to B? I suppose that's going to lead into the next question. question that's a word, which is how do you help that person, that ideal client, or just the people that we work with go from uh, maybe not that confident, self-conscious, overwhelmed, frustrated, wanting to do something about their health. Now they've reached out and said, okay, you're the type of person, you're the coach or the business or the whatever that I want you to guide me through to get to that final destination. How do you do that? Yeah. Another great question. So of course it's going to depend very much on the individual, you know, because we don't do cookie cutter programs here at the fitness genie, you know, it is very individualized. Um, so it really depends on what specifically someone struggles with, but I would say, generally speaking, I really encourage my clients to, to take baby steps. We set small goals that we can reach and then build off of, you know, build off of each week. So instead of, cause where, where I feel like most people struggle with. And because also this is the mentality that we're shown also on social media, on TV shows, like, did they have the biggest loser in Australia? Yep. So did they have an Australian version or did you guys watch the U S version? Uh, we had an Australian version. And then I think the oh, okay. U S version came on every now and then, but we preferred the Australian one. <laughs> right. Okay. So if I'm assuming the Australian version is the same as the U S but yep. you know, it's very much like, okay, this is it you're going to change your life. Everything is going to be different, right? So every time, and, and this is where, you know, this is where it could be, because, you know, this is what I feel like society tells us to do. Like if you, if you wake up one day and you're like, you know, Oh, I just, I don't feel my best. I don't have a lot of energy. You know, maybe I just don't feel comfortable in my body. I need to make some changes. What are you typically encouraged to do? That's where people say, they wake up and they say, if they have a partner, they're like, honey, today's the day I'm changing my life today is day one. What do they do? They go in the kitchen and they open all the cabinets and they throw, they throw everything out. Okay. No sugar, no bread, nothing. They throw everything out. They say, okay, I have to go to whole foods and I have to buy lots of kale and lots of carrots. And, and I don't know, chicken, do healthy people eat chicken? No, maybe I should go vegan. I don't know. I'm just going to, I just have to go to whole foods. And again, just 
lots of vegetables and they just go and they're like, okay, in the gym, seven days a week, at least two hours, ah, you know, lots of screaming. Right. And it's all very <laughs> intense and they just want to completely, they're like, well, clearly if I don't feel my best right now, that must mean I have to throw everything out and start a whole new life. You know, that all or nothing mindset yep. where it's like, okay, depending on the situation. Right. I mean, for the overwhelming majority of people, that is not the solution that they need. And that's not the solution that works. Um, I feel like it's a very, very few people that can approach it that way and be successful with it. Um, instead, what I really encourage is to be like, okay, what are your habits now? What does your life look like right now? Because assuming if your job's okay, you know, let's assume it's not your job. It's, you know, you're doing fine. It's just, it's just nutrition and fitness. If it's just that it's like, okay, well, what, what are you currently doing? What does your current life look like? What, what's your, what are you currently eating? What do you like to eat? You know, what, what are your physical, you know, what are, what, you know, what does your physical routine look like? Are you walking or are you biking? And because usually it's not making these huge drastic lifestyle changes that most of our clients need. It's little tweaks along the way, little tweaks here and there. So it's like your life can still be mostly intact. We're just going to make little improvements or little tweaks, you know? Because you typically, you know, we usually don't get to a point overnight, typically don't, you know, you don't have someone feeling great, feeling their best, feeling great physically, their nutrition is great, digestion is great. And then all of a sudden one day they wake up and it's just, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. So again, and I'm sure someone commenting is going to be like, yes, but what if there's a medical condition? Okay. I know, but just <laughs> speaking very generally here. Typically, it is a long series of things that have brought them from the point where they feel great and the point where they feel not great. So if that's the case, if it's small little things that got them to where they're not feeling great, then the reverse should be true, which is small little things will get them back to feeling their, their best. So that's typically how I like to tackle it. You know, it's, you know, we're not looking for perfection with our nutrition and fitness. We are just looking for practice and consistency because no one is perfect. You know, even if the only people I feel like who are probably actually perfect with their nutrition and workouts are the people that are paid. Like yeah. that's their job. Like I use Dwayne, the rock Johnson as an example all the time, like that dude, it's his job to work out. His yeah. body is his job. So he is essentially paid to be in the gym three hours a day or whatever his routine looks like. He has a whole team of medical people and nutritionists taking care of him, curating his every meal, you know, that's fine. But, you know, for most of us, we don't need to be that perfect and on point for most of us. Our bodies are not our job to the sense that we have to look a certain way anyway. Yeah. Um, unless, um, even though I do have a trainer friend in Canada who he works with actually a lot of models and actors, but so I know somebody's going to comment and be like, you what if you're a model? Okay. I know. <laughs> Yeah, again, you, you know, the internet is like most that. of the time. It's like, what about this one tiny fringe <laughs> issue that you didn't mention? Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it is. And it's yeah, pretty much it's, it's good, but it's also a pain in the ass. It's good for yeah. the fact that it opens up the discussion to be like, oh, what about this topic? And then we can go for it. But in terms of, I mean, you've seen it as well in terms of TikTok, where you've got a 10 second thing and all your followers are just like, okay, cool. I understand that because I've been following you for a few months and I understand the subcontext behind right. this. And then someone else will just see it on their for you page because it goes viral. And then it's just like, 
you're an absolute idiot. I can't believe that you are giving health advice and this and that. I've had people block me and throw hate messages my way purely because I told someone that they should be eating more carbs. And to clarify, they were on 20 grams of carbs and they were like, oh, I've got brain fog and this and that. And it was like 1200 calories. And I had a complete like comment chain of everything they hated about what they're doing. So I said, let's stop that, what, that, what you hate doing, do what you like doing. Sounds like you need carbs. Sounds like that's your lifestyle. Let's do that. And of course, people just came in out of nowhere, the outsiders would be like, you are fucking irresponsible for doing this. And I'm just like, oh my God. Okay. Like, calm down. Like it's yeah. good for the fact that I'm just used to dealing with that stuff. So it's just like, yeah. calm down, buddy. I'm up. I'm well aware that you've been doing this for a while and you're probably one of those zealots. And if it works for you, fantastic to keep doing it. However, please politely fuck off. <laughs> but poli- with all due respect, <laughs> fuck off forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, no. So that, and, and, and you know this Travis, but people listening might not know. Um, and I'm fully braced for hate comments. Uh, but yeah, so I actually lived off of 20 grams of carbs a day for about two years. <laughs> Insert shock in italics. (laughs) I know. Uh, No. Okay. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's just like what you said, Travis, if it works for you and you like it, whatever, man, you know, like what I was, so I did keto for two years. Um, cause I sort of, so also part of my story too is, so I mentioned at the beginning, you know, who do I help and why? And it's because yeah, about, so it was actually September of 2018. I finally got angry enough to make to decide I was, it was time to change my life. And, and often, and I don't, I don't necessarily say that you need to wait until you're this angry to get started, but sometimes spite is a very powerful motivator. (laughs) Sometimes you're like, you're so tired of your own shit that you're like, fuck it. I got to do something. So that was my day. I believe it was September 9th, 2018. I know it because I took an Instagram photo of my first breakfast of the day. I was going to change my life uh, because, yeah, I found myself um, my youngest. Um, so I have three kids. My youngest had just turned one and I was almost 200 pounds. That's what almost about 100 kilos. Yes. Yep. I have to. I'm really I every I'm my sincerest apologies. I. <laughs> That's just fine. used to the, I'm getting used, the getting <laughs> used to the metric system, but essentially, and also I'm five, four. Um, so not very tall. Uh, so five feet, four inches. Um, so either way I, I was, I had a lot of extra weight. Um, and I was starting to have back spasms because I, my core was so weak after having three babies and I had so much weight on my abdomen that it was like pulling on my lower back and causing like back spasms like about once a week that would totally incapacitate me. I could barely walk. And I was like, I am like 28 years old with three kids. Like I, this is way too young to be having chronic back pain. Like this is stupid. And I was saying that to myself, not to many else. I was saying to myself, like, Lindsay, I'm tired of your shit. Like cut it out. Um, And I, I did keto because, or I chose keto for a lot of reasons. Um, I did keto with a calorie deficit. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do keto. Some people say you don't need a calorie deficit. I approached it as keto, but with a calorie deficit, and I'm going to focus on lean proteins. So basically high protein, high fiber keto, essentially, um, you know, which isn't, which is basically the way I eat now, except with fruit and some whole grains. So, um, but yeah, no, it's, um, 
what is it? Yeah. So no, it, it really helped me for the time that I was on it, you know, because that high protein, high fiber, higher fat, um, does keep you fuller. Um, and I just kind of naturally slipped into like intermittent fasting. So it made sense for me at the time. Um, and I ended up losing 70 pounds. Um, and that was, and then I started three months after I started keto. So I got my nutrition locked in again, arguably looking back, not the best nutrition, but for me, it was at the time. Um, and then I started strength training. Um, and so, um, so yeah, just, I've been through my own journey, my own complete transformation from never going to the gym never really caring about what I ate to where I am now, where I'm regularly in the gym. Clearly I work as a trainer, work as a coach. And so I don't know, I just really have a lot of empathy for like people who are just starting out and don't know where to turn to. And I really wish that I had guidance from someone like me at the beginning when I started, instead of just trusting Reddit, which is why I did keto. Cause everyone on Reddit said, do keto. Yep. <laughs> everyone said, do keto. Everyone said, do intermittent fasting. And everyone said, do strong lifts five by five. So that is yep. exactly what I did. <laughs> yep. Particularly back in 2018, that was, I remember like that 18, 19 was sort of like the peak, I reckon of like keto and five by five, like the, um, uh, Renaissance periodization. Um, from RP strength. God, his name is escaping me now, but anyway, um, yeah, that five by five was just like the epitome of, if you want to be strong, if you want to be a bodybuilder, if you want to be whatever five by five is a thing to do. And then it was also like, but if you want to lose weight, you're going to have to go do keto. Keto. And And if you really want to lose weight, you got to do intermittent fasting. And if you're super cool, you'll do one meal a day. Yeah. Which is what I (laughs) did. Super cool. If you're the coolest of the cool, only the cool kids do one meal a day. And then they take a picture of their one meal a day and post it on this, on the subreddit, on the keto subreddit. Yep. Um, and if you stick with is, it long enough, you get a keto friendship ring that unlocks friendship. certain <laughs> particular rewards. Oh my gosh. No, I do. I remember I wouldn't eat until six or seven o'clock at night. And, oh, I thought I was so, I was thought I was so cool. <laughs> and yep. now I'm like, it's like 10 a.m. and I'm like, oh God, I need to fucking eat. <laughs> yeah. I had a so, um, I had a member yeah. in the gym like way before I did the fitness journey. Client in the gym, client in the gym, member at the gym. Um, I was working out with um someone else, like taking them through a session. And one of our regulars who I actually haven't seen in a while, um is is obviously changed gyms, moved or whatever. I can't remember exactly, but out of nowhere, he was just like, oi what do you think about the uh, like, just if I'm just having one meal a day, if I'm trying to lose weight and I'm like, it sounds like you, you're going to lose weight. And he's like, yeah, why? I'm like, because you haven't fucking one meal a day. And he's like, yeah, but you know, I'm not that hungry during the day. I'm like, okay. So what are your thoughts on it? Like, it sounds like you're going to lose weight. Sounds like- he's like, yeah, but is it healthy or is it not? I'm like, no. <laughs> and he's like, why not? Like, Cause you haven't one meal a day. <laughs> he's like yeah. yeah but like can you explain it to me and i was just like sure like when i'm obviously not in the middle of a right a, a training session like because he was just on the outside looking in for me training someone else and then he was just like can you explain the whole thing to me as to how it's working and i was just like you're having one meal a day wait <laughs> and he was like you know five five six five seven or whatever and just absolute gym monkey and just like built a complete sure like lean as all shit looks like a human cloud. And I was just like, of course you're going to lose weight. Like you're lean as all shit. Your resting metabolic rate would probably be about 4,000. So oh, of course God, you're going to I'm lose jealous. It. 
and yeah and i was just like yeah it's it's crazy how it doesn't matter how experienced you are in the gym or anything like that if you're it feels like if you're not in the industry for like x amount of years plus to have that quote unquote seen it all Mm -hmm. to get to a point of like okay all of this works and i've seen all of it and it all had one thing in common which was high protein calorie deficit and until you sort of have that point regardless of whatever experience that it is it's just like what's the best diet should i be doing this should i be doing that and then even for like the first two three years of my career as a PT, people were like, what do you think about keto? And then I looked into keto and I was like, this seems too good to be true. Like I read up on all the articles, all the things about it. And then of course, at the time, because it was quote unquote brand new, I was just like, this seems weird. I'm not understanding how it's working. And it was just too good to be true from all the articles that I was seeing. And then of course, like a year later, all the studies came out, all the research came out to be like, it's really only a medical diet for if you have like neurological issues and it can help because of like, this is how it works with the brain and all this stuff without getting into a biology lesson. Right. Which I'd probably butcher anyway. I was (laughs) like, Oh, okay. So what works? And then I had obviously that experience as I'm pretty sure you have now as well to be like, I've seen it all and this is all it has in common. And this is how we're going to help. Yeah. Cause no, it's, no, 100%. And I was, after I lost my weight, cause I told myself, well, I'm not going to be keto forever. But like, once you've found something that works for you, it's fucking scary to stop. Yeah. Right. Like that's, I, that is, and that's one thing I really look forward to helping my clients with. And I feel like this, the way that we both approach nutrition sets you up for success so that once you're done, you're already ideally should be roughly eating at maintenance. Maybe give yourself a, maybe a couple hundred extra calories and you should be fine. So that whole, cause I feel like that was my biggest thing. I was like, well, fuck lost 70 pounds. And at that point I'd like maintained that weight loss for over a year. Cause I lost like 70 pounds roughly in one year and then maintained it for a year, but I was terrified to stop keto. Cause I was like, well, I don't want to gain all this weight back. So what do I do? Nobody could tell me what to do. Literally, I was like, well, what do I do with my calories? What do I do? You know, I, I want to eat carbs. Like, what do I do? They're just like, uh, literally, I talked to other trainers, other, I talked to a registered dietitian once and she was just like, I, I, I just, just eat food and see what happens. And I'm like, what, why does no one fucking know how to do maintenance? I was seriously so pissed. Yep. And, and so I, so yeah, I've just fucking figured it out. Um, I actually had to have surgery. Well, I had a diastasis recti repair. So I had surgery and I asked my surgeon, um, a month before the surgery, I was like, so what should I do with nutrition? Any advice about that? And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I'm doing keto. I'm doing intermittent fasting, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, okay. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to need you to stop that like right now. Um, so from what I understand about keto and intermittent fasting, it puts a lot of stress on your body and going into surgery. I don't want your body to be under stress. So 30 days prior to surgery, you're going to eat carbs. And you're going to eat three meals a day. And then at least 30 days after surgery, you're going to eat carbs and you're going to eat three meals a day. And I was like, okay. What? <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, but what if I gain weight? And he's like, you're not, you're not going to gain weight. And I was like, but what if are you going to cancel my surgery if I gain weight? And he's like, no, just please eat carbs for the love of God. So I did a surgeon threatened me into eating. Well, he didn't threaten me, but I threatened. threatened. He was going <laughs> to so, cut you if you didn't. <laughs> gonna, oh, God. No. So I did. I started eating carbs. 
Um, yep. And, you know, and I, you know, I didn't just jump to like ice cream and cookies and cake. I just went to like, okay, I made a big smoothie every day. That was like my first thing. And smoothie, yeah. I will say when you're keto for two years and you haven't had fruit, smoothie tastes like fucking candy. Oh my God. <laughs> I, it was the best. That, oh, so good. And then I just added, I just basically added like whole grain toast to like eggs and like chicken sausage. You know what I mean? I just slowly added like whole grain, high fiber carbs. And guess what? I didn't gain weight. My performance in the gym got even better, you know, stop being hangry all the time. And even my husband was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh God. And he's like, I didn't want to say anything, but oh my God, just do you realize how hangry you've been for two years? And I'm like, what? And he's like, oh my God, just thank you. I'm so <laughs> This bitch needs an apple. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, if you value your marriage, don't go on keto. Um, so is that how is... you figured it out? Like, was that yeah. your, from what you said before of like, oh, I just had to figure it out. Everyone had no idea yes. what to do. Is that the advice that you'd give to someone coming off keto? Like, what do I do? Oh my God, I'm going to gain the weight. Exactly. Back? Yes. Because I feel like there's no one out there. One, I feel like a lot of coaches just talk shit about keto and then make people on keto feel like they're stupid. Um, this, it's okay. If you talk shit about, I put keto, my hand but- up for that one for people listening. <laughs> for, for everyone listening, uh, Travis is very guilty. Um, no, I will say like, I have empathy for people that are on keto. I really do. Cause I've been there and I know how happy you are that it's working for you and how scared you are to get off of it. Because I think if you really did soul searching deep down, do you fucking miss eating cookies? Yes, you do. Do you miss eating a fucking banana? Like I follow this keto lady. I will not mention her name, but she seems like a lovely person. But I remember she said on her cheat days, once a year on her birthday, she would let herself eat a banana. And that was her treat for her oh birthday because she loved bananas. And But bananas have lots of carbs in them. And so listen, everybody on keto, I, I know how much you miss fruit. And I'm here to tell you, you will not gain weight <laughs> if you just eat eat some fruit, eat some whole grains. You're going to do great. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I think, so that's why like, I also try hard not to like, if I ever talk shit about a diet or a fad diet or like an pyramid scheme type products, like Herbalife, things like that. I really don't want to shame people that are using them. I'm shaming the people or talking shit about the people that are shelling it or making yep. money off of it. Yep. So you always punch up, don't punch down. Right. Exactly. So, um, because yeah, there, if you're on keto and you don't know how to get off of that fucking carousel, um, freaking hit, hit me up, message me on Instagram. I will help you like, no, I'm happy to give you suggestions. Cause there's, yeah, there's not a lot of, you know, people just say, Oh, just start eating carbs. Just figure it out. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. that's not helpful. Yeah. So. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot more psychological stuff that goes on behind just the physiological of eat carbs. Yeah. So basically, so, so yeah, long story short, I know t- Travis and I go are, are very tan, uh, prone to tangents, but essentially, yeah, like, yeah, but, but essentially, yeah, like I just had to fucking figure it all out the hard way every fucking time had to learn the hard way, learn the hard lessons and fuck up a bunch and suffer. And like, I don't want people to suffer like that. I don't want people to, if you don't have to learn the hard way, why? I mean, sometimes you have to, and that's fine, but if you don't have to, why you don't have to suffer, you know, like, so yeah, I don't want people to you know, have to, you know, again, work smarter, not harder yep. and not be miserable and occasionally eat cookies. Like you're going to be okay. Yep. Or Maybe. fruit, banana, banana. Yep. A banana. Really, I don't think any carbs. <laughs> I don't think that anyone, anyone ever said, you know what? 
my life was going great until all my medical problems started when I had a banana every day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think anyone yep. has ever said like <laughs> the root of all my health problems are because I have an apple and a banana every day. No, fuck off. Like it's a yep. fucking banana. <laughs> You're all right. Yep. <laughs> I knew my leg wouldn't have broke if I had skipped that banana today. Fuck. <laughs> exactly. Even though, well, this is a whole nother topic, but my, my middle son, my nine-year-old son, oh, I just could have. I don't know who told him this, but I want to fucking strangle them. Uh, and if, if I don't, just, he said, mom, um, I don't want to eat pizza anymore. Cause normally Friday nights we have pizza and movie night. Yep. Um, you know, and I'm like, Oh, what's wrong? Do you, do you not like pizza anymore? He said, well, uh, well, a teacher at school said that every pizza that you eat takes 15 minutes off your life. And I don't want to eat food that's going to take time off my life. And that if you eat an apple, it adds five minutes to your life. So I don't think we should be eating pizza anymore. And I was just like, (sighs) (sighs) internal screaming. (laughs) Wasn't mad at him, but I was like, okay, well, I was like, well, here, let's dissect this. Let's dissect this. What's in a pizza. So basically I walked through, I'm like, I had to walk me through like, what's in a pizza. Let's talk about like the actual ingredients of a pizza and what could be healthy versus unhealthy. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. No, (laughs) like basically I was like, no, no food that you eat necessarily takes time off your life. No food that you eat necessarily adds time on your life. I wish it was that easy, but it's not, you know, eating pizza once a week with your family, like we do, you're going to be fine. Yeah. So, and that logic would be straight up flawed from that pure addition and and subtraction of time because where my head went was, well, then I'm just going to eat three apples in the week and I'll be fine because then the time is just normal. Right. (laughs) I was just like, what if I have six apples in the week and then I can have two pizzas a week? So then I was like, I'm totally fine because like that's where my head goes. And I'm like, well, yeah, logically from what this person has said, I'm going to be totally healthy and totally fine. If I have two pizzas a week and then also six apples a week, they cancel each other. What's that D and D alignment? Would that be lawful neutral (laughs) from what he said? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I don't know what you're saying about how balance it out. You eat five apples that balances out one pizza. Yeah. I'm just going to say chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral. (laughs) It's not good. It's not bad, but it, fuck, it's going to throw some spanners in the works. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, oh no, we could have like 10 podcast episodes about like the fucked up shit we teach our kids about nutrition. Like, yep. gonna be a so series. yeah, <laughs> that is this fucking series. Cause yeah, not everybody who listens to us are parents, but I, maybe you have are around children in your life, you know, and definitely if you talk to almost anybody with a complicated relationship with food, nine times out of 10, it started in their childhood. Yeah. Yeah. So as much as possible, it's like 80% of people that are on the, um, like anything to do with mindset, like 80% of the clients, we are undoing shit that they learned from their parents in childhood to be like, I don't like this about my body. And then we find out like X amount of weeks later, it's because they got made fun of, of that particular body part when they were younger. So now that they're older, they're like, Oh, I don't want to flaunt that. Or I don't want to look like this, or I don't want to do this. And then it's just like conflicting things of like, I want to look like that Instagram girl or like hashtag body goals and all that. And like, if you do and you are listening and you fucking follow those hashtag body goals, please unfollow them. They're unmotivating as fuck. 
if they're spreading a good message behind all of that, fantastic. But I always tell people, what are you learning from the people that you follow, the people that you are consistently digesting? What are you actually digesting? Because if it's just body dysmorphia that you're digesting, then we probably don't want to digest that. So unfollow body goals because they're unmotivating as fuck because everyone has Mm -hmm. a different bone structure and physiology and DNA and all that fun stuff. And just focus on what you want to do because. Yeah, no. And actually some of the most uplifting body positive advice I ever got was from my plastic surgeon. Cause I did, I had a, I had a dice, I, I had a tummy tuck. All right. I know we'll get hateful comments about that as well, but I had a roughly, what was it? 22. It was a lot of extra skin on my belly. Okay. Mm. After losing all this weight, having three kids and I had a major gap in my abdomen. I don't know. I'm acting all defensive. Cause I know people are going to be like plastic surgery, but it's like, right. no, I literally had like a muscle repair, like, and yep. just extra skin taken off. Like, yep. okay. Oh, if people come um, out swinging. I'm going to come swinging out harder. Sorry. Oh, thank you. But, <laughs> but I remember I asked my surgeon because after, so he just, all he did was remove skin. Like, yeah, it's just extra skin, not fat, literally just skin. Yeah, so it's totally right. normal. Yeah. So, uh, and just fix my muscles, actually sew them back together um, because they there was a two inch gap in my abdominals. But anyway, but I remember after, you know, I said, oh, well, I thought that removing all this extra skin might make like my waist a little bit smaller and give me a nicer like ratio, you know? And I was like, so I, it's really not like, I'm just still kind of boxy. You know, I don't really have much curve. And he goes, Hmm, this is old white guy. And uh, no offense, Travis, I know you're not old, but you're white. So anyways, I'm also <laughs> <a guy. laughs> so he comes up and again, this is a surgeon. We're going to, I'm in like a surgical gown and stuff. It's, yep, it's safe. Fine. So he, so he touches my wrist. So he's like, okay, yeah. Like, do you mind if I feel around a little bit? And I'm like, that's fine. So he touches my rib cage and just goes, Hmm, you know, in his very doctor like way, Hmm, touches my rib cage and then kind of touches my hips and kind of. Yeah, eh, yeah. And he goes, no, no, it's, he's like, it's your skeleton. Like yeah. your ribs and your pelvis are this size. No surgery is going to change that. You just don't have a lot of curves, you know? So like when I see all the, you're right, all these Instagram fitness influencers that have like the tight, you know, the, oh, follow my program and I'll give you the tiny snatch waist and the big booty and the curvy hips and blah, blah, blah. Like, I know that's bullshit because I do all the same workouts that they do. And I'm just I'm not, that's not what my body looks like. My body looks great. I'm happy with it, but my body doesn't look like theirs. Cause my skeleton is different. Like yep. I can't fucking change my skeleton. Yep. So I just, you know, so yeah. Like, so when they say, Oh, you're going to look like me. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> yep. You're going to, you might look like them if you have the same skeleton as them and the same genetics as them, but chances are probably not. Yeah. Your skeleton's so. a bit different, but have you tried donkey kicks? With a resistance <laughs> band. <laughs> Are you Shave inches off those bones. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, really. Like I like, a, so yeah, no, that's really is like my surgeon, my plastic surgeon made me feel better about my body, which, yep. you know, usually they'd be like, oh yeah, no, we could do some lipo. We could no piece. Just like, no, it's your skeleton. Just deal with yep. it. <laughs> yeah. That's what you want though. I mean, that sounds like a positive experience in itself. Like everything that happened there was just amazing. That's what, that's what you want, right? Yeah. I mean, I would say so. Yeah, no, he was, he was a, yeah, it was, it was a great experience and I would totally do it again. Um, just, yeah. So, but no, it was, um, but yeah, no, yeah. Lots of good thoughts to talk about. We could, oh man, we could go on for hours, Travis. Yeah. So I suppose what's the, because obviously we're about to run into a team meeting. Yay. Yay. Um, what is the, the future of Lindsay in the industry? 
where do you want to be? What's the goals? What are your aspirations? Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> other than world dominance, I mean, <sighs> I don't know. I mean, taking over Europe, I don't, I mean, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, no, that's probably too soon. That's <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> with everything fine. going on right now in Europe. I'm sorry. It's fine. Almost all um, my followers are dark humor because that's me. Yeah, no, same here. I, oh God, <laughs> this is very dangerous. This is where I've, you know, I think I said, I think I said, is anyone listening who wasn't there? Cause you weren't there. Uh, when Travis and I had our interview to see if I would, I would be a good fit for the fitness machine. I think what I said was, what is it together? We could do a lot of chaotic good together. <laughs> <laughs> and I still believe that we're very, I don't know. Do you feel like you, you, you're with chaotic good or. Yeah. My, um, my character on D and D legit started out as chaotic good. And now he's moved into lawful good because of a whole bunch of story and character development, oh, which okay. is cool, but he's still stupid as shit. So that's a fun dynamic to role play. Same. But yeah, no, I just, honestly, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't really have super high aspirations. I just want to keep helping people and whatever that evolves into, I'm going to be happy with, you know, I don't really have, you know, I really like realistically, I don't have dreams to take over the world per se, but you know, if I live my life and as the coach, I only help a handful of people, but really help them and help them live their best life. I'm happy with that. But clearly, you know, um, that's, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just grateful to be here and, and grateful to have the trust of the people who put their trust in me. So I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm just happy to be on this ride. I don't know. That's probably not as articulate as you were wanting, but that's, that's fine. Same thing I say to every single client that comes on board. I was like, the more you ramble, the more context, the more value, the more information, everyone listening to a podcast, but also me is going to get. So when people yeah. ramble, that's when I feel like they're actually talking about what they want in their inner thoughts instead of like, yeah. well, that is a solid question. Here are three accurate responses that I have pre-planned. <laughs> well, how about this? How about, and I've said this from the beginning too. I would rather have a much smaller following and following can include not just TikTok and Instagram followers, but I just mean following in terms of like my reach as a client. I'd rather have a smaller following and a higher impact than a large following and little yep. to no impact. Like, I don't really care about what it looks like on the outside. I'm not looking for power. I'm looking for impact. So whatever. I mean, if, if followers come with that, great, but that's not ultimately what I'm after truly. So yeah. Awesome. Sweet. So what's the, I suppose, what's the one piece of advice as we wrap it up here, (laughs) instant panic. (laughs) What's the one piece of advice or anything that you would like to get out of your system in the next, in the next few minutes that we've got? Oh, that's dangerous. I'll put some white music on for you. Oh no, no. Uh, uh, I would probably say familiarize yourself with the phrase crabs in a bucket. And here's what I mean by crabs in a bucket. So if you're not familiar with this phrase, this phrase comes from the phenomenon and I'm not a crabologist. What's a marine biologist? <laughs> crabologist. crabologist. <laughs> I've just triggered all of crab TikTok. Um, so, but allegedly um, crabs, if you actually put them physically in a bucket, one, you know, a crab might try to finagle its way out and try to climb out, the other crabs will reach up with their little crabby pinchers and will pull it down. 
like it will sabotage the efforts of anyone trying to get out of the bucket. So one thing that a lot of people don't expect when they make positive changes in their life, regardless of what that looks like, that could be fitness and nutrition, that could be pursuing education, that could be changing jobs, whatever. If you do something that you know is right for you and you're improving yourself, crabs in a bucket mentality is going to happen where there are going to be people in your life that are not supportive, that talk shit to you, that try to, you know, discourage you from pursuing this and being your best self. And it is not about you. It is about them. That is a crabs in a bucket mentality. You know, people, oh, why are you spending so much time in the gym? Why do you care about what you look like? Oh, you're beautiful as you are. Of course you're beautiful as you are. That's not why you're going to the gym. We don't go to the gym because we hate ourselves. We go to the gym because we want to turn our body into a weapon. That's what they don't understand (laughs) or whatever your motivations are to go to the gym. But I just know that that can sometimes really discourage people like, oh, my friends don't get it or, oh, my partner doesn't get it or, you know, fuck them. Listen, it's crabs in a bucket. You do. Ultimately, you have to live with yourself at the end of the day. Let them be mad. Honestly, their reaction says more about them than you and what you're doing. So stay the course, do what you got to do. And you may cut some people out of your life in your health journey who don't support you. And you know what? The trash takes itself out sometimes and that's okay. So surround yourself with people who support you, who love you and want you to see your best self, want you to be your best self and everyone else can fuck off. Love that. We're going to end on that because that was fucking powerful. The trash takes itself out sometimes. I like that. (laughs) That's a shirt. (laughs) I probably, I don't know where I heard that. I am not claiming that. So if anyone comes to claim that copyright, you can have it. That's fine. I'll rephrase it. (laughs) (laughs) The bin takes itself out. Yep. (laughs) Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for taking the time out of your Sunday evening, our Monday afternoon to record this and get this done. Obviously everybody listening and everything to do with the fitness genie and Instagram and TikTok and everything. Obviously you're going to be seeing a hell of a lot more Lindsay around and a lot more posts and videos and reels and all that fun stuff. But for now, hopefully this podcast was enough to tide you over in the meantime of who is Lindsay? Why is she in the fitness genie? Who does she help? All that fun stuff. Of course, if you've got questions or if you want to work with Lindsay, just reach out to us or even herself. We'll put all the tags and everything in an Instagram post or just reach out to the fitness genie or feminist gym class on Instagram or TikTok feminist gym class on Instagram or TikTok. Yep. No underscores, just feminist gym class or one word original AF. That's me. (laughs) Right. Well, if anybody has questions, uh, shoot them through, let us know. Otherwise, if this podcast was useful, you love it, or you just want to support the business or me or Lindsay or Tennille or just anything in general, leave us a review, let us know what's going on, comment, share, do all that fun stuff that I'm supposed to say that is meant to increase my reach and do some fun stuff. Um, But otherwise, everyone else, enjoy your day, enjoy your week, have an amazing week. And I suppose I'll speak to you all in the next one. Bye. Thank you.